Hey everybody, this is Luke. And I'm Kurt. And we are both back together on The Breakdown. Yes, we are. I'm like, what do you mean? But I forgot I wasn't here last week. You were not here last week. (laughs) Pastor Brandon was. That was a cool show, and huh? He did. He did very, very well. I always, I love hearing his perspectives. He's very, very deep. He is. Yes. Now you're gonna have to excuse my ignorance. Has he been on our show before? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yes. This was back in the summer when you and I were both on vacation. Oh, both. right. Now I remember him and Bill. Him and yes, Pastor Bill. Him and yes. Bill. And yes. we're gonna have to get Pastor Bill back on. Oh here man. Too. Maybe we'll bring him back in next week after Berea. After Berea. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't think that we're gonna be getting much sleep that weekend. So. I know. Have you ever done a Berea? I have never gone to Berea. I've heard a lot about Berea. I'm really looking forward to going this weekend. Yeah, if you don't know, Luke does help with our youth ministry. United. Yep, Yep. you're there with United, so you'll be going. Super fun. Wow, you're going to have a lot of fun. Super fun. I have a lot of great memories. I did that with my former youth group that I was a part of. Okay. Those memories don't fade. They are just there. So you you went for the winter? I did. Did you go for summer too? Uh, no, I never did summer okay. and we actually did the, I, I kid you not, it would be nine, no, eight years ago that we were there this weekend, right before Bella was born. Oh, it was wow. this weekend. Okay. So pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Man. You guys are going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. We're, we are all looking forward to it. That's awesome. So, hey, if you don't get too much sleep, I guess uh, I guess you can call in and say, hey, get somebody else on the show. We'll just bring you and Bri- you and Pastor Bill in here. No, because I'll have like those those tired vibes. Oh, like, re- yeah. You get those extra insights when you're you're just you're just like not thinking. Right. Oh, my <laughs> so, goodness. That's awesome. Uh, so obviously, like you said, I wasn't here last week and wasn't here this past Sunday, but had an opportunity to tune into Pastor Daniel's message. Yeah. And how was your vacation? It was really good. Good. You know, uh, we we did a staycation, one of those things that we've had to come up with a word now, mm-hmm. you know, staycation. We stayed home and uh, Jennifer was able to kind of score us this one night out, all of us, all six of us, which I have to say meant the world. Oh, that's awesome. To the family. Yeah. It meant the world because the kids have been telling us in all of our journeys, we haven't gone away and vacationed as a family in a long time. So mm-hmm. it was really, really cool. Luke. We had a great time, lots of connection. Um, some good movies. I think we introduced the kids to the original Star Wars this oh, week, which okay. is cool. Uh, did you grow up watching those? I've I've watched them before. Yeah. Okay. Are you a fan? Not a fan? I'm You're I'm okay man, with it. Man. Um, people think that my parents were a fan because my name's Luke. Oh, the amount of times that I've had to, um, <laughs> you know, endure Luke, I am your father. That's a <clears> lot. Uh, I just wanted to too be much said, to count. I I want it to be said. I've never done that to you. You have not. That's right. So, and I don't mind when people <sighs> do it, but it's funny. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> so I think we introduced the kids to some new Star Wars movies because they never seen the original. Yeah. So that was cool and a great time. And and overall, you didn't, did you go anywhere and do anything special? I mean, you still have to work. You didn't I had get to the work. February break. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah. Well, but I, what I did enjoy was the significantly less traffic on the road. Does it really make, now you drive. Oh, yes. You drive from Fall River to Providence. I do, Providence. I do. So you would know more than anybody. Oh, yes. Yeah, there is an, <laughs> there's a certain time that if I leave my house after that time, I'm going to hit traffic. Wow. And it's always school traffic. So when school break is on, we're happy. That's good. So smooth, you, smooth sailing to Providence. Do you literally take some extra time to sleep on those days or no, you don't even chance it? You just... Um, I mean, it depends on what I have going on at okay. work that day because it's home care. It's a little, there's okay. some flexibility. All right. With arrival time. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to say, because you bring, you have on our show, 
brought a medical perspective before, and you are a nurse, and I do appreciate that you are caring for our veterans. Mm. That thank needs you. to be said. So thank, thank you, you so much for doing that, man. It's You're really, very welcome. Really, really important. My grandfather was at the VA, and uh, that you know, I just, I appreciate guys like you and ladies like you who make it a possibility. Yeah, so thank you. They're a really, really cool population. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Mm. All right, so we come to the message. Pastor Daniel Bourget brought a fire message Woo! on Sunday. Man, I I kept thinking, watching. I'm like, okay, this this is really an evangelist. Mm-hmm. Here is the heart of an evangelist. It was power packed, and it was spot on, and the revelation was just like, wow, really good. Yeah, and I think that's why a lot of people like why we all get excited when we listen to an evangelist mm. is. The messages tend to be very simple, mm-hmm. um, very focused, and then also very motivating. Agreed. Agreed. You know? And and that's what when you listen to it in evangelist, you're gonna catch catch that heart. Because mm-hmm. that's that's the heart that the Lord placed that's it. in those who are primarily wired as evangelists and who spend a lot of their ministry time outside of the church. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say, you know, I was really blown away and blessed. I, I'm sure that it can be challenging mm-hmm. having been in that position before. Where you're bringing a you know a strong stern word. I was thinking about at the very beginning. Hey, you know that Uzziah's problem was the pride, mm-hmm. and he let that pride really override his own abilities that God didn't give him. Right. And Pastor Daniel's approach to say, Hey, listen, ministers out there, whoever you are, mm-hmm. walk heavy in your anointing, right? But tread lightly, tread lightly in that area to make sure you're. I'm like, wow, dude, that's really really good. Mm-hmm. A, a real poignant word for today, mm-hmm. for our culture today. Yeah, and just for you know, just flesh that out for us, like mm-hmm. you as a pastor. When you hear that, yeah, walk heavy in your anointing, but tread lightly. How do you interpret that? How do you, how do you translate that into practical language? That's an excellent question, and I have to say, you know, I wasn't offended at all. I know mm-hmm. that he kind of approached it like, "Hey, don't be upset by this," and I think, "Hey, maybe, hopefully, hopefully, no." minister of the gospel would be upset by that. I I look at it as, whoa, thank God you are calling me to accountability. Mm. You're reminding me that just because, and Pastor Zach has done this time and again, mm-hmm. whether, you, whether you stand in a pulpit or a street corner or you're in the marketplace and God has really anointed you, your gifting and anointing is not a stamp of approval from heaven mm. on every area of your life. Right. And so how important it is to, yeah, walk heavy in that anointing, be confident, it's one of the things we strive to communicate at School of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Be confident in that call and that anointing. Who God made you to be. Yes. And, yes. But remember, on either side of the road that you're on are two mm. pride and insecurity, two ditches. Yes. Brother and sister, thief and robber. Mm-hmm. There are always these two ditches, pride and insecurity. Mm. And we can easily fall into one or the other. And I have to say the most important thing is to find that place of confidence I don't even believe and I don't even teach yeah. self-confidence. Yeah. I believe and I teach God confidence. Right. When my confidence is in the Lord and who he is and who he's made me to be, I'm resting in that. And right. I don't need to be proud and therefore I don't need to be insecure. Oh, that you know, that's awesome because I can totally see that. Mm. How and and even each of us as individuals, I think we may be wired towards um like our sin nature is wired towards falling into one of one or yes. two of those where yes. maybe you're you tend to become more prideful or maybe you tend to become more insecure. Right. And when we look at that, when we when we walk with that in our in our minds, then we start to compensate and then that leads us into a lot of sin patterns. And yes. I think we can all identify that in our life. Absolutely. 
So so when I hear that, hey, you know, walk heavy in the anointing, but really tread lightly, um, I, I just say, okay, awesome, good, glad, I'm glad you said that, because I know how easy it is for me. Like you said, my, I would say, and my wife would agree, and I think all the people who know me would agree, that the ditch that I so easily mm. fall into is insecurity. Right. But it's often masked as insecurity and mm-hmm. false humility, and that's pride. Right. I, that's what I was going to say, too. It's like they're both of those, even though they're two separate ditches yeah. in this illustration, yeah, they're, they, they're very closely related. They really are. You know? <laughs> they really are. There's no way around it. It's like, oh, man, oh. you know, pride is thinking of myself too highly or more highly than I yes. ought to. And insecurity is thinking of myself less than I ought to. Right. But what's the common denominator in both? Self. Right. I'm not supposed to be thinking about me and, at all. And what's the common, what is the, the common solution to mm. both of those? It's Jesus. That's it. You know, all I can hear is uh, fixing our eyes on, on Jesus, Jesus, the author and the perfecter there of you our go. faith. So I'm seeing this road yep. and I'm seeing Jesus at the end. And so just like when Peter's walking on the water, yep. we need to look at Jesus. That's it. And when we look at him, we remember, oh, wow, I'm here because of Jesus. Right. What I do is because of Jesus, and he's called me to do this. That's it. Um, so it's all Jesus. So I, I really, all I'm doing is obeying. It's not really me. I get to do these things. That's right. That's right. That's so good, man. I love that you're bringing that up. Um, and I would say that the, the other piece to Pastor Daniel's point about how do we avoid that place of pride? I would say this is to keep ourselves accountable to others. So in one of the uh, new courses we're teaching at School of the Spirit, Jennifer and I are teaching this course on life and ministry, mm-hmm. and we open the course basically kind of recounting from Billy Graham, his life. And one of the things that he said is that he wishes he would have had some other, some deeper fellowship with believers because then he actually could have had oh, wow. accountability and rebuke when necessary. Mm. And not that, you know, I mean, Billy Graham, I mean, he's done a phenomenal job. And so if he's saying how much he would have rather had more fellowship, right. he could even receive rebuke from right. believers when needed. Um, it's a reminder to all of us that we need to stay in a place of humility um, because if Uzziah had actually understood the priestly role versus the kingly role, he would have never even ventured into right. that place. Right. He was right. trespassing. And I, I think a lot of it comes back to um, you know, Satan trying to destroy that relational mm. uh, piece, which is really what God was after all along, mm-hmm. um, is his relationship with us, yes. but then also our relationship with each other. And I think you know, in ministry, there can be times where as you, as the Lord brings other opportunities in your way or in, you know, bigger stages, if you will. Yeah. Um, there's those pieces that Satan will then exploit to, a, to then either cause you to fall into pride, insecurity, or also to kind of make you feel like you're set apart from other people. And because of that, like your relating to them is now somehow flawed. Mm. But I think the truth is that we're still human and we still need that relationship piece. Absolutely. And we can never, we can never see ourselves through our ministry. Mm-hmm. We always have to see ourselves through Jesus. That's it. Um, and then for those who maybe you, you don't have a stage, so then what Satan does with you is he makes you feel like, well, you're, 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 you're nothing. Like you're still just a, you're a regular Christian mm-hmm. and you just kind of go and do your thing. Mm-hmm. So you can never be up there or you can't relate to those people the same. Yeah. Right. As soon as you start using words like those people yep. or, you know, that's, that's, that's a trigger or that, that should be a trigger to us to know like, okay, something's going awry here. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and Satan can have a foothold here to, to break fellowship with other people and then also get me to not look at Jesus anymore. Yeah, that's such a valid point. And even thinking about this message and the here I am, send me, mm-hmm. and the understanding of like, okay, I, I even think, Luke, to break it down over the years, we've kind of made this distinction of those who are called to, quote, full-time ministry, mm-hmm. and then the lay people. Just think about right. some of the terminology right. we've used over right. the years. Yeah. We've actually encouraged this mm-hmm. distinction. And, and those are very valid descriptors. But how often do the descriptors then become a stumbling block? Yeah, because our brain is looking. We're looking for those categories. <laughs> we're looking to put things in like little containers. Yeah. So uh, I totally hear you, man. It's good. Well, listen. So we had these seven points mm-hmm. from Pastor Daniel bringing out this word. Of course, we're just touching uh, Uzziah a little bit, and then moving into Isaiah and this covenant. There were so many things that were speaking to me. I have to tell you. Even even when uh, Pastor Daniel was saying, holy, holy, holy. Mm. I don't know that I ever yep. thought about Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I don't know that I ever thought about mm. that. I was like, wow, that's really good. Yeah. Like yeah. you talk about sometimes in the this simple description, you know, it's like a revelation comes that we haven't really caught before. Right, right. And, you know, like the, the three, the emphasis on th- like saying it three yes, times. Yes, yes. Like that's to emphasize like how holy God I is. Know. He is holy, holy, holy. He's not, he's not just holy. Yeah. It's, you need to really get this. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought it was cool how he brought out that, you know, nowhere in the Bible does it say God is grace, grace, grace. Right. Or mercy, 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 or even like justice, justice, justice. Yeah. And I think... um hearing that it can be like wait what no yeah. god is those things and it's like yes he is but uh because i was thinking about this earlier today yeah, I was... <laughs> it is the holiness of god that lends the value and meaning to all of those other attributes of god that's good luke that's good i will say that the one that came up that i was like okay you know I, I, I love what you just brought up because for me, I was thinking this was, this is what I love about a challenging message like this is it gets me thinking. And that's the whole point. We're mm-hmm. supposed to be able to dialogue about this stuff. And the one thing I love is that John in one of his letters, he actually just does say first John four, God is love, right? He is, he is. And you can't really understand that love apart from yes. his holiness. Correct. So I love yes. that you're bringing it right, you're right yes. to conclusion here because the angels who always see him, right. who are encircling him, right. they're communicating for all eternity that mm-hmm. he is holy. Yes. That he is holy. And so when we understand his holiness, I really do. I was starting to see this in a different light, which is what I loved about it. We can understand his love. Right. And, and it just, because it adds that much more depth yes to those attributes because he is so holy we are not holy yeah um and we know that now he is holy and he knows that Mm -hmm. so if he is holy and he knows that and then yet he still desires a relationship with us yet he acts loving and gracious to us and merciful it's that much more deep and powerful yes because he knows he does and and this should be the i would say this you know this should be the empowerment to the New Testament believer, because although we could look and say, hey, I'm not holy. Mm-hmm. Well, intrinsically, inherently, by my soul and my body, no, no, I'm not holy. However, 
as a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, in spirit, I am holy. And this yes. is where the scripture says, God says, be holy just as I am holy. Right. Which, again, I'm bringing it to the next level now of, you're right, if I was to look and say, hey, in my body and in my soul, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm not holy. It's all broken. It's right. all awry. It needs help. Mm-hmm. But if I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, yes. then I actually have become his righteousness. Yes. But again, I just I like to bring that right. up there because no, we have it, to. it's we really have important to. to say, let's not let's not just park on that place of mm-hmm. I'm not holy because what does the angel do? Right. So so this story is prior to the cross, right? right? This account yeah. is prior to the cross, but he takes the coal and cleanses his lips. He cleanses his lips. And he says, your iniquity is mm-hmm. is vanquished, is gone. Mm-hmm. It's purged. Right. So we have to take that in and understand right. now, you know, he's and, and I think it's really important to emphasize what what came before that is he's like I he understands uh, right he there. encounters the holiness and yes. he understands. Woe is me, I'm undone. Yes, because that's the difference between him and Uzziah. That's right, that's right, and I think that that's the difference. If we look mm-hmm. from an evangelistic standpoint, this would be the difference between. And I I don't even want to say this word, but a, I don't know how else to say it. But mm-hmm. from a true conversion to mm-hmm. a false conversion. Mm-hmm. Okay, whereas, and, and I want to break that out and flesh that out a little mm-hmm. bit because I don't like the word conversion, but from, oh, uh, Pastor Dan, you used it, true repentance. Yes, true repentance. Yeah. Yeah. Truly realizing, hey, I'm undone. Mm-hmm. I'm about to be blown up in this situation. Right. But look at the provision. Right. God made a way. Yes. So God made a way for the iniquity to mm-hmm. be cleansed. Yes. And for holiness to come upon me. Right. And now through Christ, holiness has come in me mm-hmm. through the righteousness of God. Right. And that's what's communicated in Second Corinthians mm-hmm. five, seventeen through twenty-one, is that we have not just discovered and been given, oh, now I have righteousness. No, we have become his yes. righteousness. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's just really cool to play that out there and realize, like, okay, but I like this. I like that we're we're leaning into the holiness piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just reading a quick post from John Bevere the other day, and he was saying how important it is. He said the one thing that's keeping people that hasn't really kept prior Christians is a real fear of the Lord. You have right. to have a reverence. You have to. And, and we misunderstand we that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's because, you know, Satan will always try to get you to fall into feelings of condemnation. Right. And I, I and the concept of being reverent, the, the, that posture, that heart posture he can really manipulate that into getting to someone, getting people to feel condemnation in mm. place of reverence. Yeah. So when I am reverent before the Lord, I am mindful of his holiness. I am also mindful of what he's done in me and that I now have righteousness, but it's not because of what I did. Now, out of that, there should be a humility and a reverence that comes out. Yeah. But because his 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 righteousness is now bleeding out into every part of my life, and that's the process of being, you know, sanctified, being made holy in our soul in yes. our body as we you know as we progress in this world. But the condemnation that's where Satan will come in and be like, oh yeah, you have to be you have to be afraid. Yep, you need to be afraid, and yeah, oh you messed up. So yeah, you might have started the game, but you're kind of like, mm. you're, you're kind of falling behind. Yeah, yeah. That's condemnation. It is. It is. It's interesting you bring that up, Luke, because I would say just the other day, I noticed as I um, I knelt down to pray. I haven't knelt down in a while. Mm-hmm. It was just so good. I mean, at church right. I have, but in my private prayer closet, um, I've just been sort of sitting. 
and soaking with the Lord. But this particular week, I felt the Lord kind of move me to, to kneel. And as I was kneeling, I, I was kind of pondering this idea right. of reverence, holiness, love, and acceptance. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, Lord, I'm not afraid no. of you. Right. What I sense right now mm-hmm. is I, I know you're holy. I know you. I, I revere you. But I'm not afraid of you. And I like what you're bringing right. up is that that place of fear mm-hmm. would only come from condemnation. Right. Because John says, God is love. Yes. Come on. You know you want to say oh, it. Go I ahead. Feel it. No, 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 no. You say it. You say it. I'm just, I'm tracking with you so it's closely. So good. Here. Yeah. For there is no fear in love because perfect love yep. casts yeah. out fear. Yeah. So good. So there's no room for that condemnation. This is what I'm saying. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm in this position. I'm talking this out with the Lord, and I'm just like, wow, what an interesting place to be. Because in previous seasons of my life, I might feel really, really not only undone, but really condemned. Mm-hmm. Who am I that I could come and stand before or sit before or kneel before? Right. This king. And I don't think it's wrong for us to feel undone. We have to. And like there are seasons. And as the Lord does things in us, that feeling of being undone. Yes, that's good. That is good. That is good. But it's not condemnation. That's what's not condemnation. It's you have to be undone to be set free. That's right. Right. We have to untie the knot. You know, like (laughs) you got to drop the baggage in order to be set free, you know. So, and, and then, and it's mindful of like, okay, well, who's doing this? It's Jesus is doing this for me. Yeah. How important it is. I like that you're bringing that up. It's not, it isn't, it isn't the being undone. It's that condemnation. I often feel like when the Lord is doing a work that the enemy is right there trying to whisper, you know, the Lord is doing the work. He Mm -hmm. wants our attention on him. Right. But the enemy is right there just trying to whisper in those thoughts. And that's why I think it's so important that we identify the, the, um, what I'll call like I guess the emotional, psychological tools of the enemy. And yes. Two of the big ones are fear mm-hmm. and condemnation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, John, the apostle John, uh, you know, a lot of his writing is about tackling that fear tool. There you go. Um, and then Paul does a lot with condemnation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of it is about, con- is, is, you know, targeting that, that condemnation. Yeah. It's so good. And, and, and that's, that's what I like is that there is that healthy place of, conviction right which is not condemnation correct the lord desires to be able to kind of shed his light shine his light on areas of our life for growth and development Mm -hmm. um and that's what the writer of hebrews communicates in hebrews 12 right of course hearkening back to the proverb which says Mm -hmm. that the lord disciplines and corrects those whom he loves correct and you have to understand that it's the love that causes him to Mm -hmm. discipline right right well we say jesus is the author and the perfecter of our faith so he initiates our faith, starts it, yes, and then he perfects it. Now that concept of perfecting that implies imperfection, and it's a go. process. Yeah. It is a process. So we need to bear with him in the process. Well, that's what I like about if I I can bear with the Lord in the process when I'm not afraid, and I think that's the point that I was trying to raise is like, okay, Lord, Mm -hmm. you may have to bring out the surgical tools. Yeah. You may have to do some work here, but I don't feel afraid. Right. Whatever you need to cut, you can cut. How are we going to do this? How do I surrender? Yes. So that's great. Well, and and what allows that to happen is when we, when we are reverent and mm -hmm. we are mindful of his holiness. So this is how like we come back full circle. It's so good. It's so good. And then, you know, Pastor Daniel brings up the A.W. Tozer quote. Yes. Unless we come into this place of conviction and pain. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how deep 
and real our repentance will ever be, mm-hmm. which is that whole idea I was communicating about what I would say previously a false conversion versus a true conversion right. or true repentance mm-hmm. would be that place of I am completely undone. Yeah. And unless somebody steps in, I'm in trouble. Right. 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 And, you know, if anyone's listening and you're like, well, how do I go about doing that? Yeah. Well, this is why if Jesus is your savior, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. The Holy Spirit will show you those areas where you need to repent. Mm-hmm. God's not waiting for you to discover that. That's right. You just ask, yeah. where, do, where is it that I need to repent? And yep. if, if, we're, if you're truly honest with yourself, he, you, will, you will see those areas. Mm. And the Holy Spirit will always show you. Jesus will always show up. So good. You know what's interesting right now is coming to me, as you said, that repentance. I, I'm discovering that one of the biggest areas that hinders most of us is this place of unforgiveness. Mm. I think that one of the enemy's biggest tools in getting us caught in any sin, temptation, mm-hmm. trap, weight, mm-hmm. uh, sin that easily besets is really this area of unforgiveness yeah. and how healthy it is to stay in a posture of forgiving, which is why Jesus said, forgive 70 times seven. Mm-hmm. There's no greater extent. You yeah. have to be willing to forgive and to release. And the more time I spend with myself and with others, the more I see it is a challenge to truly forgive and so if you come before the Lord and, you know, you're asking, Lord, where do I need to mm-hmm. repent? And mm-hmm. he's bringing faces to your memory. Right. Then you right. may want to press in and say, okay, Absolutely. Lord, yeah. maybe that repentance is I need to forgive this person. Mm-hmm. The, the question would then be, because you have the Holy Spirit, you, your next question is, hey, Holy Spirit, how do I do that? Right. How do I actually forgive this person mm-hmm. and release them? Yeah. yeah. I, and I would say it, you know, because God is simple. Mm. He is, he, he is holy, he is just, he is great, but he wants us to come so badly to him. Yeah. And, you know, Jesus says you just have to become like a little child. So to me, when I read that, it's like, okay, take the complexity out of the picture. There you go. It's like, okay, I release this to you. Mm. I forgive me. Show me, you know, show me what I have to do and teach me. And you just go wherever he tells you to go. I can't like get any more specific because like you no, that, are, we're all so unique. That's it. But it's it's simple. Yes. It can be hard. Yep. But it is simple. It's true. It's very true. So moving moving through these points, I would say that we're touching this point of consecration, which is to be set apart, sanctified for our mm. God, which is point number six. So if you just a quick recap, if you haven't fully caught the message, communication is number one, covenant is number two. Conviction is number three. Confession, number four. Cleansed, number five, which is that coal. Consecrated, we're set apart. You know, and Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, and such were some of you, but you have been washed, but you have been justified, Mm -hmm. but you have been sanctified. And so to understand that sanctification setting apart process, and now to this place of commissioning, which it was just a real great, great quote that we ended mm. up putting up on our social scenes. The only way to conceive a heavenly vision and to receive a divine commission is holy right. order. Right. This is good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because that's, that's where we get to come into uh, the Father's heart and live out the Father's heart. Yeah. Right? When we understand our order, our place, yeah. Yeah. which is he is holy, I am not. He then makes me holy. And we have that vision, that heavenly vision. We yes, see things we see correctly. It. Yes. And then we under we now have his heart in us, and his heart is to reach us and to reach others, and he does that through us. Yeah. So that's where we come to the whole send me p- part of the piece. So good. It's 
It's so good. I want to say too, not even having fully captured the message from Sunday, going into my Monday night class at School of the Spirit, I felt the Lord, and it must have been the Spirit of God from the night before, the day before, I felt the Lord all over this area of Send Me Mm. and how important it was for our class to have a sensitivity this week to who God wants them to speak to. There was just such a heavy sense in our class, and I thought, Mm -hmm. wow. And it must have been on the heels of this message. I think people are asking that question, like, God, like I, I'm, or, right. or just saying I'm here. Send me. Yeah, and, and I mean, you weren't you weren't here Sunday. But yeah, both worship services were extremely powerful. Wow, very powerful times at the altar. Wow, um, and you could just sense that the Lord is doing things mm. here. Like there were sometimes, um, I just remember like second service, like when I was praying for people, and then some people were praying for me. It's like I don't even remember some of the songs I were sung. Like I, I, wow. I just don't remember it. Wow. Um, but the presence of the Lord was really present in an active way where people were coming before him and yeah. and and he was showing he was meeting people um and this particular message for me feels very in season with with what's happening yeah here yeah you know because the purpose of the lord is for us to encounter him in his presence um and he raises us up he brings us all together but it's for a purpose. Yeah. It's, it's for us to go and to reach others. Mm-hmm. And, and I've really felt that. Like I remember at the beginning of this year, I really felt like this is a year of us doing the word, of us actually living it out correctly yeah. Yeah. Um, with the heart of God and not because of a, you know, like as a, you know, like as a shtick or like some kind of like, you know, like some some creation, like oh, we're ju- we're just gonna go do this greenhouse thing. No, it's like there's a reason why we That's do right. these things. That's right. And 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 there's a heart behind it. And this is why we go out. This is why um, we call out giftings in one another. It's mm. for a purpose. It's mm-hmm. not it's not for the building us up, uh, building up of us alone. Yeah. Because that will happen. Yeah. You know, because we as we grow and we're healthy, but it's like it's for the furtherance of the kingdom. There you go. That's where it's at. I don't know why I keep saying there you go today. I just feel like you're all over it, man. There you go. That is so good. Amen. He's all over it. Yeah, he is. He is. That's really on point. Yeah, I was thinking about that when you said it's such a a seasoned word. The word is in season right now. Oh, it is, 100%. And you came back from your your experience in Iraq, your your mission trip in Iraq, and you were just saying one of the big revelations to you was that, wow, I actually already have everything. I just need to go. Yes, yes. And I, I remember that Sunday when I was, um, I might have shared it on here before, I don't remember, but when I was on the worship team and I was just looking out over the congregation, and I just got this sense mm. that we are equipped yes. to go. Yeah. But so many times we come into worship every Sunday for, with a plate from a, with a posture of lacking. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I lack this. I need the Lord to fill me. And and I think there is an there's an equipping that takes place, but in Christ we are fully we have everything that we need. Yeah. And it's not that we, it's I would never say to to forget like I'm not saying to take your eyes off of yourself and and what the Lord is doing in you. No, never do that. But remember that through Him you are fully equipped to reach people. That's it. To heal people. Yeah. Because it's always Him flowing through you. Yes. It's never you. So yes. if you're waiting to get to a spot where you feel ready, you're never nope. going to feel that. That's so good. You will never feel that. You just need to step in like a like a pipe, like yeah. a piece of a pipe 
and let him flow through you. There you and it's go. It's all about because what people when they turn on a faucet, what do they want? They want what they want the water that comes out. Yes. They don't think about the pipe, and it's yes. like that with us. Yes. When 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 Jesus flows through us, He's the living water. We're just the pipe. Yeah. We are just the pipe. That's that's why the scripture devi- describes us as vessels. Yes. And you know the pipe would be the conduit. Yes. It's flowing through us. Right. And this is really really good. We need to you know as we move into praying over this now for this half part of the week, we need to ask the Lord, okay, what what's the rest of our week looking like? Where do you want to send me? You know, mm. Wally and I were talking about this on Monday. We've we've made a calling about so many different things, but calling is obedience. Right. You're called to just be obedient. And yeah. if the Lord says, hey, I want you to really encourage this person at work today. I want you to just reveal my love to them. Or somebody starts talking and talking about an ailment or a a lost relationship, mm-hmm. you have everything. Like you're saying, Luke, mm-hmm. we have everything inside yeah. of us. Oh, yes, we do. What we need to do is just be willing to speak. And as Pastor Zach was already teaching earlier this year, not to be afraid. To Don't, don't worry. Don't even prepare what you have to say yeah. beforehand, for the Holy Spirit will speak it in you right. when the time is right. needed. And it takes faith to believe that. And it's yes, like, it just does. Believe, just take the word for the word, like what yeah. it says. And I love how, um, you know, Isaiah, so he he... He becomes aware of his own sin. But what's the second piece? He's like, I'm a man of unclean lips. And I live among a people yes. of unclean lips. So there's an awareness not only of, him, of himself, yeah. but then also the people around him. That's it. And, That's so good. And we have, to have the, we have to ask the Lord shows us that. Like, Lord, what are you showing me about the people around me? Mm. And how do you want to use me to change that situation. Not how do I change the situation? You, yep. How do you want to use That's me? Right. That's so good. That's awesome. Well, I would love to, I would actually love to pray today because I really have that yeah, sense. Do, do you have any final no, remarks? No, or, no, no, this is good. Let's All right, go. It's awesome. Well, Father, we just come before you right now. We thank you for your faithfulness. Uh, thank you for the time that you've given Luke and I to discuss and dialogue this amazing message, the timely word a word in season. Lord, we thank you that as we come before you, we might see how undone we really are, but you have taken the coal. You have cleansed our lips. Through the blood of Jesus, we have been washed and sanctified. We have been made right in your sight. We, we stand, therefore, justified by faith, and as a result, we have peace with you, God. Now that we have peace, Paul then says we are the ambassadors of the Lord Jesus, and we're imploring others and encouraging others to receive this love and be reconciled back to God. So we thank you for this. We give you praise, and we just trust you. Lord, we pray right now uh, for an openness in our heart this week, as, as Luke was just saying, that we would not only realize how undone we are in your presence, but to think about the people that we're living among that would be completely undone standing in your presence right now and what responsibility we have for to submit to you to allow you to do that work through us through the people we encounter at the store through the people we work with every day through the people in our home that it might be a little challenging with sometimes we pray a sensitivity father for our own hearts this week and we trust you that you would do it in jesus name amen well i'm luke and i'm kurtz And that's The Breakdown. We'll see you next week.